0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Holiday. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware that we may discuss details of the plot and there may be spoilers. Enjoy.
2: All my days are coming, all
1: days are coming, all are coming Tis the season Holidays. watch out around Oh the date is coming, oh
0: the date is coming. <laughs> Hello. That I was, was up all night
1: good. thinking of that one.
0: <laughs> oh is Patty Johnston.
1: Hey, I like that. I make that my theme tune.
0: I think you should. You definitely should. Um how how are you my friend?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, you know. A little bit late because I was dealing with an infestation of fruit flies. I fucking infestation hate
0: those fruit flies.
1: Yeah. Oh. Little flies, you, know, you go in the kitchen and a little fly you get it. Come back 5 minutes later, there's another one. You million. never see more than one or two at a time, but you know they're there.
0: <laughs> they're just hiding yeah. out of view.
1: Waiting to pounce That's... on your bananas.
0: You know what you should get to get rid of those fruit flies? What? A fruit bat.
1: A fruit bat? Oh my god, I've always wanted a fruit bat.
0: Yeah. And then to get rid of the fruit bat, the fruit dragon.
1: Yeah. And then to get rid of the fruit dragon, the clangers.
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh,
1: that was the thing in the clangers, right? The fruit dragon.
0: Everyone knows a fruit dragon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember the clangers... Remember things, you know, old TV shows you used to watch because there was nothing else on. Even stuff that was way before your time.
0: Yeah, uh, Trapdoor. I remember watching a lot. What remember? the hell is Trapdoor? Trapdoor. The Trapdoor. It's a little claymation show about this blue guy who lives in a little monster place. But then in the a trap blue man door. who lives in
1: a blue house
0: <laughs> we have the blue little window. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's these monsters that they live in, like, a castle or something, but then there's a trapdoor, and in the trapdoor, there's even worse monsters that they're scared of.
1: Oh. It's it's good. So that's a bit like Fruit Fly to the Fruit Bat to the Fruit Dragon. (laughs) Exactly. It's a logical progression.
0: It had a very banging theme tune as well, if I remember correctly. But the theme tune, or the, the intro to Trap Door in the show notes, so people know what I'm talking about. All right, you, you know what I'm talking about. Other people, Paddy doesn't. Paddy, Paddy was too busy watching the news when he was a child. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, clearly. Ask me anything about Tony Blair or John Major or <laughs> any of that. I can tell you loads of facts,
0: <laughs> but none of no bullshit about television when we were children.
1: Talk to me about the Falklands. We were only one, but I knew. I knew what was going you down. Knew,
0: you knew. Have you been watching The Crown?
1: We have, yeah. Yes, is that why the so Claire's clear. watching it. I'm sort of dipping in and out because I don't want to hold her up and I'm always off doing other things like recording stupid podcasts. But <laughs> um, yes, I I am not a royalist at all. I think monarchy is bullshit and I think our monarchy is particular bullshit, but it's really well written and it's good TV and I find it enjoyable. And it's not just about monarchy, is it? There's, you know, Gillian Anderson in there being Margaret Thatcher... Brilliantly, you know, which is quite enjoyable. That m- most of one episode focused on. Actually, have you seen it all?
0: Uh, no, we've watched up to her terrible son is lost in the desert and wars broken out in the Falklands.
1: Oh, so you've seen the one with the the working class bloke who snuck into Buckingham Palace?
0: Yes, and I
1: found that one of the most compelling episodes of TV <laughs> I've seen in recent years.
0: And um, also, I was very impressed to see that they ama- they allowed. Um, Andrew, resident of Non's Island, <laughs> to talk about uh, nubile 17-year-olds. I'm not sure that they would have should have really allowed that to happen, the royal family, but there we go. Um, definitely true to character.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's been complained about that a lot of the stuff is complete fabrication, but that might be one of the few things that's actually true.
0: Yes. Yeah. And what's interesting is that it's obviously made with making the royal family look at least like vaguely like human beings in mind, which is obviously the biggest fabrication of all, as we all know that they are, in fact, lizard people. Yeah, Um, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Um, and we have to make sure that
1: in the, with the platform that we have now, we're getting that message across because David Icke has been banned from most social media. Yeah, so, so It's we've important got to, that we pick we, up that we've got to reptilian carry, baton.
0: Carry the reptilian torch. Um but um but what's interesting for me as someone who is definitely not a monarchist is how unbelievably fucked up their entire system is so that when the to be daughter in law of the queen appears. She has to curtsy in a specific way for her future family, um, it, which is unbelievably fucked up. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you are thinking, or you should be thinking, God, if people are being treated like this from the day they're born, that's really going to fuck with their psyche, isn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. But obviously the whole point of the show isn't to dismantle the monarchy, but instead it's kind of kind of a propaganda arm of the monarchy, because it, it talks about them in a positive way. They are the main characters. Um yeah and this is a lot of them aren't
1: portrayed in the most flattering light, but it makes them into compelling characters, which people often mistake for being the same as a good character
0: yeah um and and I think you know it makes them f- appear more human, but without them you know they're probably more human in the show than they are in real life yeah um i I would wager um but it but I think it's interesting how they have taken this slightly more. Um, critical turn towards the royals in this season because obviously it's the introduction of Diana who is beloved by many um, the people's princess
1: I feel like still if you're making something about Diana now 23 years on from when she died you still have to be very very careful don't you because people still love her so much Yes. You're still going to end up... Well, you're going to end up on the front page of the Daily Express either way.
0: (laughs) Well, quite. Um, But I think, you know, they they had to be very careful about it because the way that she was treated was appalling. Um, But how do they show that without people immediately hating the way... the people that treated her badly? Um, And so that's interesting. That's interesting, I think. But yeah, um, our boy Andrew's on it being a pest and being annoying... (laughs) Um, and I'm here for it, and I hope that they they fully go into what he's been up to. Um, I don't know if they go into the Falklands War, but I'd love to hear about how he stopped having the ability to sweat. I hope there's an entire episode (laughs) about that in this series of The Crown.
1: They said they're doing six seasons, right? Yeah. So, in theory, the end of the sixth season will bring it right up to the present day, and it will show him getting on the plane to Non's Island.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. um not to be uh not to be uh confused with nuns island which is off que- uh, quebec
1: no uh, nuns that's island. where all nuns have to go to become <laughs> a nun
0: yeah exactly exactly um fun fact for you um they filmed that is where um david cronenberg filmed his first feature movie really on nuns island yeah was it the nun no, it is called Shivers. Basically weird mutant slug things infest a, a apartment block and silly things happen. It's uh, very low budget, but interesting to see it as his sort of like starting mm. point. Um, very good. But yeah, but there is no mutant slugs or dodgy members of a royal family in <laughs> this week's film. <laughs> Unfortunately
1: um, not, no. There is an Australian guy and there's in the crown they go to australia don't they for their first tour yeah and they yell at each other next to airs rock so
0: that's a that's a nice it's basically the same thing yeah um can i say something off the bat off the bat
1: oh the date is coming oh (laughs) the date is coming rob's verdict is coming (laughs) rob's verdict is coming yes you can
0: i did not like this film very much (laughs) had
1: you do surprise me
0: um i did not think it was very good but
1: it had an australian guy who was like they couldn't get liam hemsworth so they found this guy somewhere
0: (laughs) that's true that's true probably from an advert
1: in the back of a a magazine
0: no that's not that's not true he's been in some stuff he was in the point break remake that everybody hated Um, oh good (laughs) yep he was in that (laughs) um
1: Well, I hadn't seen him in anything. Luke Bracey is his name.
0: Yep. Um, So, (laughs) have you seen the original Point Break?
1: No, it's John Cusack, right? Uh,
0: No, Patrick Swayze and Keanu No, I'm thinking of something else.
1: I'm thinking of Gross Point Blank. Ah, yes. That's a completely different film.
0: But also a good film. (laughs) Um, Basically, there's a surfer gang who are also robbers, and Keanu Reeves has to go undercover in the gang. But then has a bromance with Patrick Swayze, and the whole thing is, oh, can I actually dob in this guy who's my bro? Or why
1: would you remake a film with Keanu Reeves
0: in it? <laughs> and uh, well, quite. Um, and Australian man in this plays Keanu Reeves in the new version that everybody hated. Um, oh,
1: good. So he's got that going <laughs> for him. He's
0: also <laughs> in GI Joe Retaliation, where he plays Cobra Commander,
1: a film of some plastic toys. <laughs> yep. I assume he voices the best G.I. Joe doll. Yeah, everyone they loves punch COVID each commander. other up.
0: Um and he was in Home and Away.
1: COVID Commander.
0: Um yeah, he was a COVID Commander. <laughs> um and uh, and he was in Home and Away, which you are more familiar well, with.
1: Well that's a that's a rule for Australian actors, isn't it?
0: It's gotta be neighbours or home and away, one or the other, doesn't it? Yeah. Um but yes, I did not like his character very much. He grew on me a little bit over the course of the film. Um, but I did not like him initially. Um, and I think that's kind of a problem. Is none, It's hard to like any of the characters, really, isn't it, in Holidays? Yeah.
1: No, Nobody in this is likable with the possible exception of the Black Panther. <laughs>
0: that's, true, that's true.
1: His friend, whose name I can't remember, but who shall forever be known as the Black Neil. Panther because that's how they refer to him after the Halloween party.
0: <laughs> His name is Neil. I kissed the really Black much. Panther. Um and he is in some movies. Uh, he's in When We First Met. Yeah. Um he's in I recognized he's him. He's in To All the Boys I Love Before. Um as well. Yes. And he is. he's in The Babysitter, which is a very fun little horror comedy. Um yeah. uh all of them Netflix, this also Netflix. So it seems as though he's Hold does... up, I'm
1: on his Wikipedia page. Andrew Bachelor, better known as King Buck. Yes. <laughs> Or is it, would that be Batch? But it's spelled like bark like Johann Sebastian. Bach. Yeah,
0: Kim, King bark
1: Yeah, I love that. That is so good. He's allowed. Yeah, he gets a pass, and he's
0: Canadian. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's <laughs>
1: nothing wrong with this man at all. I cannot find any faults.
0: So yeah, we're we're on board with this fella. Um, yeah. So so he's quite fun. He's he's the sleazy friend. Um, and is is fine in that role. Um, I also liked the 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 sassy aunt. I think was was acceptable.
1: Yeah. Um, now Kristen Chenoweth has been in some very good things, and I was actually kind of surprised to see her in this. Yes, she yeah. played one of the best characters on Glee. She's done loads of stage acting. Interestingly, initiated the role of Sally Brown in the musical "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown." Did oh, you know okay. that? Okay.
0: There we go. Um, yeah,
1: she has a really interesting long-standing association with Charles Schultz and Peanuts, so much so that in fact. I I've been reading through all my peanuts books again because I've got pretty much all of them, um. You know the hardback collections, and there's always like a, a written intro from some famous person, and she had written the intro to this one I was reading the other day.
0: Oh, very nice. Um, she's also the voice of Vanessa Gecko in BoJack Horseman, which is yes, awesome. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, so she she's really good. Um, she's also in The West Wing as well. Um. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a surprise to see her in this. But also, um, you know, you've also got Frances Fisher in this as well, who's very good. Um, And you've got Emma Roberts as the other lead. And Emma Roberts is an interesting one because she's been in some very, very good things. And some...
1: Such as Valentine's Day (laughs) and Hotel for Dogs.
0: (laughs) Um, Obviously part of a big uh, cinema family... Um the most important of them being um the, the hugely successful and beloved um Eric Roberts. Uh, not Julia Roberts, obviously. No one cares about Julia Roberts and all of her excellent movies. But Eric Roberts, you know him. He's the guy who's in stuff. Um but um but oh, that guy with the chin. Yeah, that guy with the chin. <laughs> yeah. Um but but yeah, she she's got a very interesting career emma roberts so far i mean she's still she's still very young um but she's been in some really great stuff so you know she's in american horror story and then scream queens um um and she's been in um movies like nerve which is quite interesting um the Blackcoat's daughter as well as a very good horror movie um but then also yeah some <laughs> some weird not very good stuff as well like valentine's day um
1: which we still haven't talked about on this show. No,
0: no. Um, and so it's interesting seeing a turn up in, in what is effectively... This is like a... It's a TV movie that's got ideas above its station, really. Because the, ba- the basic concept of this is, what if friends with benefits but without the benefits, I guess, is the thing.
1: And attached to the various holidays as a backdrop, but that doesn't really add anything.
0: No, in in fact, I think it's detrimental because it really messes up the pacing of the film. Um, It seems incredibly disjointed because it is just, oh, here's a day, here's another day, here's another day. Um, and, And so it feels really jarring when you jump from one to one. And I think something that could have very easily helped that was having maybe just even a little message between them. Or maybe they meet up the day before and they talk through what their plans are for the day or something. Um, where you can actually get to see them getting to know each other a bit more outside of the lavish spectacle of this big party that it just so happens everyone goes to who knows each other. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is, which is very <laughs> odd, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm going to this party. Well, oh, good. My, my aunt's here and the entirety of my family. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's very strange. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think. I think that would have helped a lot because do you know what I mean? It's very disjointed. Um, it feels yeah. very piecemeal.
1: And the holiday thing is supposed to be this kind of concept that hangs it all together. But realistically, you're thinking they they try and maintain this lie that they don't speak to each other at all between holidays. And it's like as if you would go months without speaking to someone you're like vaguely friends with or like vaguely have some romantic thing going on with as if. And then suddenly it just cuts to the next one. It's like, Really? You're not going to give us anything of the in-between? But somehow, even though there was lo- it felt like there was loads of stuff missing from the story, it was still too long.
0: Yeah, this movie is nearly two hours long, and no rom-com needs to be two hours long, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let alone one that is as basic as this.
1: I mean, you'd, you'd let someone like Nora Ephron get away with that, right? Because well, she'd okay. be able to give you some half hour of stuff that was really meaningful and tear-jerking in the best possible way. But with this kind of thing, it's just like, okay, they've just gotten into bed together and there's half, I've looked at the time and I see there's half an hour left. So what's going to happen? Is it going to be good? No.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be
1: some boring conceit where like, basically, it's going to be a communication error that drives them apart for a bit so they can argue and then get back together with a romantic scene.
0: Which is exactly what happens. Yeah, um,
1: and I know now I sound like Rebel Wilson in that film that we watched last week, <laughs> <Isn't laughs> where she was saying, "This is what happens in romantic films, and it's bad and it's cliched, and and like nobody watches it to not have those cliches, but you expect it to try, right?"
0: Yeah, and and I think this movie it tries to it tries to undermine the the romantic comedy in certain ways as well. You know, this is at times, this is quite a crude movie. It has, it nearly has a bridesmaid scene where she, where she shits herself. Yeah. Um, It has a scene where he accidentally blows off his finger. Um, It's very raunchy. Although the two leads. He accidentally blows off. (laughs) Um, It's very raunchy. Although between the two leads, they're, they're sexless for most of the year. Um, It's, But then when they it's
1: it goes like kind of down the raunchy, the raunchy humor bit, but only when it's kind of to do with pooing or gross out stuff rather than like the actual sex stuff. And then when they do have sex, it is just like in the um, cliche romantic comedy where the piano music comes in.
0: Yeah, there's that perfect lighting coming through the room and everything like that, isn't there? Yeah. Um, And 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 they've just
1: woken up in the morning and it's like as if it wouldn't be like morning breath. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's one of the things where um, it and and another thing, sorry to to be crude ourselves on this, but she literally just pooed herself the night before and he had to shower her off. Um, if she'd taken that much laxative by accident, she was going to be up all night pooing. Yeah. That was going to be a smelly, <laughs> smelly room in the morning. Um, I don't think she'd probably be in a state where she wanted to have sex with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, n- neither he. I think it would be more likely to be an awkward, well, I'll see you later then, next holiday. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's odd, isn't it? And I think I'm a big fan of, um friends of benefits you know we both watched that and yeah. enjoyed it it's a, it's a fun little rom-com and what that got perfectly right was the idea of physical attraction and sex being fun and it felt very natural in that way although it was these two superstars in that movie um it still felt natural in that way the way that they they were attracted to each other and there was that physical aspect whereas here it's the opposite where there is none of that and it feels incredibly odd. It's basically two quite bitter people without that cynicism being backed up by like a physical attraction. And so it just makes it quite unlikable. And and I quite like Emma Roberts in this. I think she's she's got that kind of, you know, whip smart character that she's very good at playing, but without any material to really drive that home. So although she's got the charisma for it, She's not got anything to work with.
1: Yeah, she is carrying this film, isn't isn't she? It's yeah. it's like completely on her shoulders. So no, I, I thought it was a good performance, and I thought she was good. But overall, yeah, I agree with you. I had this weird thing where, like, the first time they meet, he says that she's not attractive, and then that's supposed to be this explanation for why they keep on like not having sex, even though they're having a great time together, and it just doesn't work. And then when they eventually talk about it, he's like. Oh, I just said that because I thought you wouldn't want to go out with me. And it's like, so your explanation for this whole thing, bro, is that you were negging? It's just like, it makes no sense. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's a, But it's, it's, it, I mean, that's the one thing that's true is that if you neg someone, you're extremely less likely to have sex with them. So I suppose this movie does get that right. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's really strange, isn't it? It feels very convoluted. Um, very clunky the way that they do it and it is that kind of rom-com framing mechanism that just you don't see it in movies anymore something this obtuse and silly Um, yeah but it's not silly in a good way no no it just feels very unrealistic in an era where even the silly rom-coms have at least some element of realism in them
1: yeah like isn't it romantic that was that was very real
0: yeah, exactly. But but at least, at least there was something there for you to get your teeth into. Whereas holiday doesn't have that.
1: No, it certainly does not have that. What it does have is an Australian negging golf bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Which is we're we supposed
1: to believe he's a professional golfer.
0: He's a pro golfer. I'm sorry, but he's far too young to be a pro golfer. Yeah. Although he yeah. does, he looks like he's about forty. Not going to lie, I mean, I mean that in a good way. Loose Bracey. Loose Bracy, Loose Bracey. Luce Bracey. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very tired. Today is my Tonight first. Tonight I date. gotta cut loose Bracy. Um, uh, Pick
1: today's... up your golf in McGee, who produced this film.
0: Oh, McGee, <laughs> um, McGee, Joseph
1: um, McGinty Nickel.
0: But um. <laughs> but, um but but yeah, I I mean that in a good way. He looks older than he is. He looks he looks about forty. He's actually only our age.
1: He's younger than us. Yeah, the bastard.
0: Yeah, like one year younger than us. Yeah. Um, but he looks very old. But even then, he doesn't look old enough to be a professional golfer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and
1: he doesn't walk around wearing like those Donald Trump pants that give you a big ass and <laughs> no. yellow polo shirts.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was and Those hats that golfers wear. <laughs> completely unrealistic. Um but and he's he's a generally quite dislikable character. Um the first scene with him in is extremely jarring where he's going for um he's going for Christmas with his friend who is using it as an opportunity to uh go out with him and so they have sex and then she turns into a crazy person. Um which feels really weirdly misogynistic in a way. Yeah. Um, That's like, oh, women be like this. Uh, No, they don't. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, (laughs)
1: Bitches be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you'd expect from a film like Road Trip. Yeah. What decade is this?
0: I mean, yeah. what's, What's that first scene trying to say? It's saying women will trap you with sex and then change you into a neutered family man. And it's like, that is such a weird, outdated concept for a film.
1: And give you a Christmas um, jumper.
0: And give you a Christmas jumper. Um, it's it's very, very strange. Um, and that's the first scene you're introduced to with him in it. And I know that that's mainly the fault of of, of, of sort of the script, that that's how he's framed. But I still think, yeah, no, this guy's an arsehole. This this sounds like the story that an arsehole would tell to his mates, <laughs> uh, which yeah. never actually happened, you know?
1: In the bar at the golf club.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, where
1: this definitely professional golfer is <laughs> hitting a lot of golf balls off of a tee.
0: Um and and then throughout the movie he's he's cynical and snide. And he does the occasional he does more nice things than Emma Roberts' character does. Like he comes in when she's in the chocolate shop when she sees her ex with 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 his new girlfriend yeah. um and is and is nice then he he showers her when she shat herself. Um and, and and by the end of the movie he is the more sort of he's the more sympathetic character in a way. Um he's got more of a, a heart to him than you initially thought, but I think it's really hard to shake those first impressions in a film like this. Yeah. Um so it it is hard. But can I just point out the worst character in this movie though? Because it's not it's not Jackson, golf golf bro. Um it's not Sloane, cynical chocolate eater. Um it is instead Slow it's instead uh Liz the fiance of uh Emma Roberts's brother who is the epitome of wet milk in cinema
1: i'm just tr- i'm trying to remember her because there are a lot of the kind of characters who got more screen time than they deserved but were still irritatingly superfluous <laughs> including her and the other sister whose whole thing was I've got children, but I want to go out. My husband's a saint. Oh, no, I kissed the Black <laughs> oh, Panther. Oh, I Marr. kissed the Black Panther. Boring. Oh, Your life never... changes when you have kids.
0: Marr. This is never going to be resolved that I kissed this guy. Yeah, this
1: is just going to happen, and then I'm never going to be in the film again. Yeah. What the fuck
0: was going on there? <laughs> it was, it just, it was, that was almost Wazowian, wasn't it? Um, that It got. It was, resolved. yeah.
1: But I, you know, it's the thing that I, I always complain about as a parent is that, parenthood is often portrayed in the background of these kind of films as a thing that like ruins your life or is used as the butt of a joke. Or it's like this kind of thing that is so distant from the main character almost to kind of make them look more fucked up than they are because, you know, then they're, they're not having a kid at this age or whatever, but you don't want them to be like the, the sister who has a kid because she's unhappy for whatever reason, but it's never, never really does anything other than to kind of try to try and fail to frame the main character in a particular light. And I think it's just lazy and boring.
0: Oh yeah, no, it is incredibly lazy and boring. And the whole scene at that it's the Thanksgiving meal where she go where um where her husband finds out that she kissed the Black Panther. Um and and he's like, You went to a party without me, I trusted you, and said, so I just Want to have fun, and you will you love looking after the kids. And he goes, "Well, one of us has to look after the kids." And then the guy has a heart attack. And that that oh, whole yeah. scene, and that literally ends the scene. <laughs> that whole scene was was just perfect. Tommy was own nonsense, wasn't it? Because that's it. That's yeah. that's the that's that's the end. And nothing in that scene is resolved. The guy has a heart attack never get seen again they're sitting in the the hospital waiting room
1: and the old guy who looks a bit like john roderick
0: yeah and then i think you see him at the end don't you where it's suggested that him and the mother might be a couple i think yeah. at the end but it's like it was such a superfluous nonsense scene um but liz i hate liz i hate liz so much um, what did she do to you she burned down my house and killed my dog Fair did.
1: enough.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so nothing against Cynthia Wu. Should
1: have sent your dog to the hotel for dogs.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, nothing against Cynthia Wu who um who who played Liz. Um, she's also in American Vandal, which is amazing. I don't know if you've seen American Vandal. No, I've heard good things in about that She's very, very funny. Nothing against her whatsoever, but her character in this is awful, awful, awful. She is just like the most uptight milk toast. Wet milk nonsense character <laughs> we have seen in a very long time. Where she comes in and is like, "Oh, I can't smoke pot. I'm a wife now." <laughs> uh, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that
1: that scene that her the way she was written in that scene was terrible.
0: I've I've got the munchies now. I've smoked pot for the first time. I can't sit next to this man with pop because he looks old. Oh no. And and she's just the most boring, fun destroying person I've seen in a film in a very long time. Um and she also invited Sloane's ex and his pregnant girlfriend to her Halloween party. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like does she even you, know then? Why why would you do that? You know? Um and it, uh, yeah, so so she is she is not only boring and awful, but also just a terrible human being, and we don't like you, Liz. I want to. Say and again, simple.
1: they're to to kind of serve a purpose that's just to sort of frame the main character, isn't it? But just in a lazy way. Oh, this person who's this person's getting married, which you're not doing. They must be uptight and boring. <laughs>
0: But but more than that, it's it's not even thinking about it that far ahead. It's it's this person's marrying. Oh, your younger brother's getting married after knowing this person for three months. What are you? Your younger brother, me?
1: whose name is York. <laughs> no one's called York as a first name.
0: <laughs> um, At
1: first, I thought it was Yorick, and that they were just American and kind of rolling it together. You know, like alas, poor Yorick. I thought it was like that, but nope. It's York.
0: No. No exactly. one's
1: called fucking York. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> um and and so yeah, but but I don't think it goes far as thinking, oh if you get married you're boring. I think that's giving this movie far too much credit for even going that far. Um it is simply you're marrying my brother, you've known him 3 months. Oh no, I'm the outcast here because I'm not married yet. Um and then it plays up the whole you don't know me, we've only been together for 3 months. And then that comes up all the once in the... Yeah. In, in the <laughs> and thing. again, what purpose does that and, serve? And then just Is it
1: supposed confused? to be, oh, you have to know someone in the long term before you get together with them and marry them or whatever, but then that's nothing to do with the main story at all?
0: No, no. Um, because thinking about it this way, um, they've probably spent more time together within those three months before they get together and get married um, than... Uh, than emma roberts and luke bracy have over the course of their entire year because they've only spent like five days together yeah <laughs> so yeah it's 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 it makes no sense this movie is not very good and five I feel,
1: days quite far apart so. <laughs>
0: yeah and i i feel bad for saying that this movie's not very good because like i said i think the performances in it they're all trying very hard but there are there are structural problems with this movie. And almost almost the entire concept of this film would be hard to accomplish anyway. Um, I think it would have been better if...
1: I feel like this a... has been done, though, the, the concept. I think it's not a bad concept. I think, I feel like, either we've watched a film or I've seen a film where someone's like... Uh, says they will only date someone for the holiday season and then falls in love with them i've seen that somewhere on film and i'm struggling to remember where yeah
0: i know i i know what you mean i think i've seen something similar as well that that's in another rom-com um but the specific i will only see you as a platonic date for one night for each of these um for each of these holidays um, I think just it's very hard to pull that off, and I think it almost would have been better if they did accidentally sleep together on the first one, um, or something yeah. like that, where at least then you can say instead
1: okay. of the the neg thing,
0: <laughs> yeah, at, at least then there's something more like okay, I can see that there's 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 something going on here because instead it's just a couple of sassy friends, um, and equally d- neither of them has friends really you know, other other friends outside of their family or their golf friend Black Panther. Yeah. Um, which is really it weird. Who isn't real?
1: <laughs> the Black Panther wouldn't golf.
0: No, no, exactly. He's far too cool to golf. Um but it's 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 weird, isn't it, that there's no friends at any point in this movie. There's literally just family and that's it. And you'd have thought in a film like this, it would really work well around like a group of friends or something to bounce this idea off, but it just doesn't happen. It's really odd. A very strange decision.
1: Yeah. You know, and you probably could have had more fun with kind of a group of friends rather than all their sort of boring, irritating family members and their associated partners, right?
0: Oh yeah. Well, definitely. Definitely. You
1: Um, know, if you've got Kristen Chenoweth, a great talent, if you've got her in a film... Instead of making her an aunt, maybe she's like a zany coworker or something. You know? Well,
0: yeah, that that that's exactly how this could have worked, and it maybe ad- would have added a more, you know, adult sensibility to it as well. Um, if it's a if it's a friendship group, and then she's like the 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 coworker or the boss or something like that, um, and then you almost could have played off the idea of, you know emma roberts's character wants to impress her boss by saying you know well, i don't need to rush into a relationship just like you don't rush into a relationship and i'll try out this holiday idea that you've got um but instead she sort of takes on this notion almost out of nowhere when it doesn't you know why what's more awkward than spending a holiday alone with your family would be doing it but with a complete stranger I imagine would probably make it even more <laughs> awkward, which is what this movie is. It's okay. Yeah. And and and, do you think this would happen if the guy wasn't an attractive Australian man with a handsome beard?
1: An attractive Australian golfer who's quite confident and has nowhere else to be.
0: <laughs> like, this
1: would never happen in Britain, would it?
0: <laughs> like imagine imagine if it was <laughs> You wouldn't was... go to
1: someone's house to meet their family. you imagine that in the UK?
0: Just, just uh, hold on, hold on. I've got. Uh, imagine if Emma Roberts was there, trying to return her pyjamas next to her. See, this is the meat cute. I her, actually enjoyed that scene. Next to her, God, we'll talk about that. Next to her was Nigel Farage <laughs> returning some trousers that he got,
1: saying <laughs> some golf pants. <laughs> yeah,
0: saying, "Oh, I got these, and they're not even for me." You know what we should do we should go to on holiday days together. Do you think mm-hmm. she turn around and go, "Yeah, yeah, we can do that."
1: I can't wear these because they were made in Germany, and that's in <laughs> Europe. Oh, blah, 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 blah. even though my wife is German, I can't buy them.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly? So so if it was if it was like a 50-year-old man um who looks like Baron Silas von Greenback from Danger Mouse, um <laughs> Do you think she would say yes? Of course she wouldn't. But because it's a handsome Australian man with a good beard, she says yes. So why do we not establish at that point that there is this physical attraction, and why don't they sleep together on the first holiday by accident?
1: Yeah, re- you have reason- absolutely identified the root of the problem with this whole film and the reason it doesn't work there.
0: Yeah, the the reason why they the reason why they go out together is that they both find each other attractive you know you wouldn't do this if you didn't find the other person attractive in some way
1: um it's not to say that you know you can't have a platonic attraction because of course you can of, of but in this can. kind of film it's beyond the realm of possibility you know that they're going to fuck eventually so really it's like what's the what's the obstacle to this oh it's that he's a weird negger okay
0: <laughs> yeah and and if you wanted to do it with a platonic route it should have been a, a long-term friend Um, that they'd known for several years but never thought about in that way. But then over the course Mm. of the year, as they become their holiday, they realise, oh, wait, this is more than just friendship. And if you wanted to do the slow burn, that's how you could have done it. And then that way you could also have established um, them talking to each other outside of the holidays.
1: That would have worked so much better. That, combined with the friendship group thing... Look, this is, this film is writing itself in my head already. It's where, they, yeah, everyone's got dates. She she hasn't. She's going, oh, but what about... She's talking to her friends. And they're like, oh, what about this guy? He always liked you back in college or whatever. And she's like, yeah, we're just friends. We talk occasionally, whatever. Like, why don't you ask him? And then that's kind of how it happens, and it's a slow burn. And, you know, maybe you can insert some poo jokes in there if you want, and it would still work. Maybe someone can lose a finger or a limb if you really have to, but...
0: Well, I, yeah. I, I think that would even work better uh, if you did have those elements, because if you have that platonic friendship, yeah, he's probably, if you have that long term platonic friendship, yeah, maybe he's more likely to, to shower shit off you after a party. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And just say, oh, this is what we used to do back in college. Don't worry about it. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, remember that. Um, remember and, the good and, old days and equally the scene where he's hang- where he is hanging out with the boys of the family and accidentally blows his finger off that's another element of actually oh well he fits in quite well with my family dynamic you know so yeah. you've got that to build on and you could build that case over time for it to be a not just a physical attraction but a romantic attraction beyond the initial platonic point
1: and that would actually make the that would cut through the awkwardness of the family thing because maybe the family already know him because he's been around them before because he's a close friend from college.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. That and and the whole concept could be, I'm sick of being alone on my holidays with my family. At least I could have a friend with me. Hey, why don't we do this?
1: I may actually try and write this. Seriously. I think we
0: should holiday too. This time we get it right.
1: Starring Nigel Farage.
0: <laughs> Nigel Farage and <laughs> Caroline Lucas. Yeah. As, oh my as, God. <laughs> as the pair. Um, yeah.
1: That would be <laughs> no, incredible.
0: But no, th- this, this could, the, 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 the idea that we've just talked through here could work incredibly well as a movie. But the issue is with this film is that it completely ignored how to make its concept work. Um, because these kind of concepts, you need that proper framework around them, and this movie's framework is is does not fit with the concept that it's come up with.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. There's that tension there between what it wants you to think it is and what it actually is, which is a series of vulgar gags strewn together by a few yeah, scenes of holiday parties. There's a lot of party scenes.
0: There are an awful lot of parties. They think and that's
1: what people like because people like parties. But actually, right now you can't party, so it's kind of a slap <laughs> in the face, really, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it is. It's just saying, hey, look at look at what we used to be able to do. You you losers. Now you're remember this. Aside all the time. You yeah. hogs. <laughs> remember parties. Um, but but there are moments of this movie that I like. I enjoy the guy's finger being blown off, and then the bad finger <laughs> jokes afterwards. That's great. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and 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 I did enjoy the nearly shitting yourself scene um when when the doors open and she's there trying to get him to take off the corset okay that's a funny little light-hearted uh gag at the yep. end when the the choir at christmas all turn around and sing jackson at him that was very very good as well i think that, yeah. was, that was an excellent little joke so there's these nuggets in there that work well Yeah, I like that she
1: calls him Crocodile Dundee the first time she meets him.
0: (laughs) Yes, yeah. And I think maybe they should have carried that over with with other Australia references over the course of the movie as well.
1: I did think that the scene where they meet the meet cute, I did think that was good. It just didn't really build on it in the proper way. As soon as it got to the you're not attractive bit, that was just like a... But up until that point, (laughs) it was going well.
0: It was going well, yeah. And I think, you know, uh, longstanding rom-com, you know trope is that they meet and they have a bit of a roughly start to their to their relationship um where there's lots of sort of little quips back and forth and they they don't like each other but they they mutually agree okay yeah well whatever it's cool let's let's meet up again um and so i think that that'll work really well i agree with you but yeah like you said they just did not build on that in any significant way
1: no There was one very, very good joke that was so much funnier and more sophisticated than everything in the film that it just kind of ruined it by being too good, which was the Mark Antony joke, where in Halloween, (laughs) the guy had gone, they'd gone as Cleopatra and Mark Antony, but he'd gone as Mark Antony, the singer. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that was very, very good. I agree. That was great. Um, Yeah, it was... uh... Yeah, that was that you was, must have enjoyed
1: that as well because Liz got um, ruined by it. She was the butt of that joke.
0: <laughs> well, yes, indeed, that was that was even better for me. Was you know the cherry on top of this shit sandwich that is this film was was Liz being humiliated at her own party.
1: <laughs> yeah, all
0: oh, here for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, a shit sandwich, but with some Christmas frosting on it, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It's like
1: you know, like turd polishing
0: you can't polish a turd but you can put a cherry on it yeah that's what this movie is <laughs> can you
1: oh. polish a shit sandwich
0: <laughs> oh dear it's oh. funny that
1: she's sitting at the kids table as well and it's like literally like a tiny kids table yeah physical that, comedy of that good. was quite enjoyable
0: that's very funny and again that kind of that's very good at cementing the family dynamic as well as the she's seen as this child in the eyes of the rest of them so so thematically that fit quite well so so like i said that kind of introductory scene with her is very very good but again they just can't build on that into anything significant
1: that laid really good groundwork for the family dynamic that was never realized because instead of that it just ended up with lots of scenes of her mum negging her as well
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and i did i did enjoy the mum uh Frances Fisher puts in a very good Frances Fishery performance. She was um, a
1: dick as well, though. It's like every scene, she's like, Oh what my daughter, I love you so much. Why aren't you having sex with that man in the bathroom?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's she's awful in this. It's like she she took a look at her character in um uh in, in what's it called? Uh in Titanic, and was just <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this, but even more awful than in that and just be absolutely horrendous to my daughter in another film which i i'm completely on board with i think her performance in this was just great as the terrible mother
1: yep i agree um so, you know what else this film has that i hate what y- you know what what do i hate
0: uh i don't know spoiled milk
1: well yeah that's one of my worst <laughs> things but no old lang syne it's in there because obviously oh, it, it yes. features a New Year's moment. Yeah. And it's a jazzy version, which somehow <laughs> is even worse.
0: It's true. It's true. That is worse. Their, their, their New Year's party does look like my idea of hell. <laughs> Everyone's dressed up in fancy clothes. There's lots of space everywhere for people to dance. Everything looks incredibly expensive. No, give me none of that shit. Awful. awful so you expense. want a
1: cheap room that's really overcrowded. And where you can't dance, and everyone's wearing awful clothes, so <laughs> like exactly the worst right. clothes that they own.
0: No, the the best, the best New Years are where it's you and some friends, and it's cheap and it's relaxed, and then you party, and then you say Happy New Year, and then you go home. And you go to none bed. of this, none of this going out and spending two hundred pounds on a fucking ticket to a Jesus party Christ. filled with assholes that you don't know and that maybe a couple of your friends have managed to get tickets to as well no screw that for them potentially
1: have to get public transport home with the drunkest and the worst most awful people on the planet
0: yeah exactly because because new year's brings out the worst people yeah it really does um new year's
1: and saint patrick's day those are like the two days that you never want to be out because people just turn into animals
0: yes yeah exactly it's Uh, i don't
1: mean like wolves I mean, no, like, that would be worse, much worse. Animals.
0: <laughs> that, would, that would be great. Pigs,
1: no. warthogs,
0: <laughs> warthogs.
1: Uh, they're worse than warthogs. I'd rather get on a train full of warthogs than a train full of the kind of assholes who are on the train after New Year's Eve, at four a.m. I'm yeah. glad I have a child and I don't go out now. And also, there's a pandemic.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um. So, so this movie did not have very good reviews unsurprisingly um so the meta score from metacritic is 44 out of 100 so approximately four out of 10
1: sounds about right
0: um so here's just a few sound bites so the av club gave it a relatively good score but still said much like uh, like so much of netflix's quality over quantity output um, sorry, quantity over quality output, Holiday is broad, unsubtle, and seemingly designed to be half-watched, phone in hand. Um, that's that's exactly the, right. That's one of the better um, reviews. In fact, that's the second best review this book got. <laughs> um, but, um, but there's uh, so a few other ones here. So the Hollywood Reporter refer to it as a fun conceit trapped in a broad and retrograde flick. Fair. Which is fair. Um Chicago Sun Times: An excruciatingly cheesy, hopelessly dated, profoundly unfunny, and tone-deaf romantic comedy <laughs> about an intelligent, hardworking, and likable, lovely young woman. Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's fair. Which is fair enough. Again, um, uh, <laughs> and then my uh, my my favorite uh, two here. So, the New York Times: Far worse than these characters' grating personalities are the aggressive strains underpinning their flirtation. And RogerEbert.com Holiday (laughs) is a reminder of how easy it is to get every aspect of a romantic comedy wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not the real Roger Ebert, of course, because he's dead, but I'm glad that they're still talking about films in his name.
0: Yes, yeah. And I think that is a a, a brutal little uh, little quip there about this movie.
1: <laughs> that um, AV Club thing is actually very, very interesting that it says that it's supposed to be half-watched with your phone in your hand. Yeah. I think that really hints at a much bigger problem with filmmaking and with culture in general that people don't sit down and experience anything on its own anymore. And that actually now people are making films fully aware of that and not trying and that film absolutely does suffer suffer from that.
0: Yeah, and, and this falls into the wider problem with Netflix's rom-com output, which is that it's trying to do things that call back to what you watched when you were younger without doing anything exciting and new. Because they know that they can put out something that's comforting and that's old-fashioned and people will say, hey, this is fine, this is like X. Um, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's wrong because their best movies are things like To All the Boys I Loved Before, um, yeah, which feel fresh in certain ways, you know. Um, so so putting something out there that is so tame because this is a tame movie in spite of its more crude scenes. There's nothing here that's not been done before better elsewhere. I think so
1: often the better ones are based on books?
0: No, because books are for nerds.
1: Well yeah obviously but To All the Nerds I Loved Before it was based on a book so it,
0: it was based on a book but so was I'm thinking of ending things and that movie was pretty <laughs> That expensive. was a movie um so yeah so I th- I think I, I it's more just that it's just tired ideas isn't it Yeah it is what it is it's tired ideas being regurgitated out by a system which can't afford to take risks
1: no, they can't.
0: Um and and you you look at and this is the wider problem with with cinema in general. You look at the top-grossing movies of any given year and it's all fucking sequels and remakes. Like Marvel it's mainly, shit. mainly fucking Marvel movies over and over and over again. Um you look at you look at Warner Brothers and HBO pumping fucking millions, tens of billions of dollars into a new cut of Justice League. With Zack Snyder because that's what the fans want. When the they new cut, been. yeah. So, so it,
1: are they releasing the butthole cut? <laughs> They're releasing Is that that was happening.
0: Um, no. So, so Zack Snyder, um, because of the, Zack know, Snyder. The, the, the 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 tragedies in his in his personal life, um, he could not complete Justice League. Um, so the reins were handed over to Joss Whedon, who fucked that's it up right. basically. Um, and fans of the the previous movies in the DC universe weren't happy. Um, with the end result, it did moderately well, um, but not great. Um, and for a long time, there was this talk about, "Oh, well, when are we going to see Zack Snyder's cut of this movie? Surely it exists." And it's one of those things where it kind of exists, but not really, because lots of it was unfinished and things like that. Um, so after a lot of a lot of uh, fan pressure, um, they said, "Okay, well, we're going to put some extra money into it, and we're going to." Allow Zack Snyder to finish making his movie, which I think is a commendable thing to do. However, this year amount of money that's gone into this movie that already exists So are they reshooting? Gone... So they've reshot some of it, um and used old footage that was cut from the original. Um but that's I think it's at seventy million extra dollars that's gone into this re release. Um and you just think that could have made so many good movies. <laughs> you, know? you
1: don't know the budget of these Netflix films, they don't release it, but Holiday that kind of cost more than, what, 10 million?
0: Yeah, I th- I think, you know, I think it would have... Emma Roberts probably cost a little bit to get her in. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I don't see it costing a lot of money to make. Um, but then, yeah, you, you look at how much money is going into these movies that are that are pretty tame. I think, you know, the, the main issue is the Marvel movies are all very, very tame and they're the ones that make the most money and that's what the rest of the system wants to emulate. Um. And, and, you know, even even within sort of the realms of horror, I really love the Blumhouse horror movies. Um, hmm. But they are still making the most out of tiny, tiny budgets. They they cost so little to make. And they basically say, okay, well, with this tiny budget, we'll make something that's going to pack a punch. But they still don't get the same amount of money as, as other genres do, even though they're continually successful. Um, and you just think fuck's sake outside of like a 24 who's taking these risks and making weird movies and i know that i was about to
1: say the best example of this is a 24
0: yeah well yeah and and you think like okay okay sometimes netflix takes risks you know i'm thinking of ending things as much as i disliked it i'm glad that it exists because it's a very strange movie um yeah and, and i wish we had more of that kind of thing um you know you don't see You don't see the big companies taking those risks anymore. And I think that's a real problem. And I don't see it getting any better um, with time, particularly with with COVID and all of the money that's been lost Mm. to the industry um, through the pandemic. I really don't see a way back into making adventurous films anymore.
1: No, I don't either. It's a worry. Can I tell you the thing that would have saved this film though? What? Is if they've managed to get Ryan Gosling to be in it and to play himself.
0: I mean, that would have been very, very good. Or, or if you know, he was just there in the background in that scene where they're talking about him doing the shot. Well, there's
1: a, there's a theory that he is. Have you seen this? Yeah, he's not, though. Yeah, he's not. It's just, <laughs> it's it's a, it's just a shadow a, of a guy it's who just you could a argue guy. looks like anyone.
0: Yeah, it's just a guy. Yeah. Um,
1: no, what I wanted and what I was really going, hoping would happen in that scene was go. come on, please happen, please happen, was, you know, in um, Always Be My Maybe, when Keanu Reeves plays himself, And he walks into the restaurant and then the music starts and it's like, bo, and he's got his hands up. I was hoping there'd be a scene like that with Brian Gosling.
0: Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, that was um, uh, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, Which, interestingly enough, a through road between the two. uh, Dan the Automator did the music to Always Be My Maybe.
1: He did. Um,
0: and he also did the, mu- the music to Holiday.
1: The music was good, actually. I yeah, wrote that down. Yeah. I wrote, it was, um, you know, the kind, of, the kind of ever-present cheeky music, which is on point, trying to give it that kind of, like, so I was saying, this is a cheeky film. It's a little bit vulgar, but you like it.
0: Yeah, you know why that is? It's because Dan the Automator is really good.
1: Yeah. Can't fault him, can you?
0: Yeah, we love you, Dan the Automator, if you're listening. And I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're listening to this podcast, but he's, yeah, he's he listens amazing. every week. Dan the Automator is brilliant, is yeah, underrated, wonderful, um, and well done on the one consistently good bit of this film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, man, he's been around a long time. He's he has, page. Yeah. He produced the um band by the album by Corner Shop that had Brimful of Asher
0: on it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. The the, uh, the first Gorillaz album as well um, was him. Amazing. Um, yeah, very, very talented. Um, but yeah, alas, unfortunately, the rest of the movie did not live up to Dan the Automator's standards. Unfortunately, um, not. But Emma, Emma Roberts, I read. <laughs> there's this movie that comes up that looks really bad with her in, um, which I think we've we've talked about before, Little Italy, where it's it's her yes and Hayden with Hayden Christensen, and, and they, and they, they it's great. rival pizzeria families or something. <laughs> Which um, genuinely would- sounds like a
1: bullshit film that we would make up.
0: It really does, doesn't it? Um, like that is, so, this yeah. is
1: some wizard cop level bullshit.
0: <laughs> Which I, I think we really need to watch that soon. Because um, cause like I said, I like Emma Roberts and I like bullshit rom-coms that are stupid. So Holy on. crap,
1: it's set in Toronto. <laughs> I think we need to do this. Okay, we should. I had an idea for soon. what we were gonna watch next, but I think this maybe needs to move up the <laughs> up the list.
0: <laughs> really? Um so, so so speaking of, is there anything else you want to say about holiday? Um
1: nah. I th- I think we've covered it. I don't know that it's worth watching really, is it? As you say there's lots of better and more interesting stuff out there for you to watch at the moment really you know often with these kind of netflix films we say well stick it on at a lazy moment when you're having a cup of tea or whatever but even even then i'd be <coughs> reluctant maybe as you say if you, you know you're going to be sit there just dicking around on your phone instead then it's fine but
0: well yeah. yeah exactly it is if you're doing something else put this on in the background
1: and to be fair, I was deep cleaning the kitchen while I was watching this.
0: <laughs> oh, how dare you? Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not it's not great, is it? It's not great. Nah. Um, so I would say trivia, but there's not really any trivia for this movie. Um, so shall we move on to scoring?
1: Sure. I um, thought you were going to say something like the golf man did his own golf scene. So.
0: <laughs> he did yeah. his own golf off screen. Um so how many how many um holidays would you go on before you accidentally shit yourself
1: <laughs> oh that's that's good that's <laughs> spicy I like it um let's say eight out of t- a potential twenty holidays
0: yeah i'm gonna match you on that as well with eight this is it's it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it is not worth getting a Bon Jovi on this one, it's not halfway there. Um, so yeah, eight I think is fair.
1: Yeah, and um, three of those points are for the Mark Antony joke,
0: <laughs> which is a very good joke. To be fair to the movie, it's it's a that is a funny, funny joke.
1: There's a different poster for Little Italy. We're doing Little Italy next, by the way. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, making that excellent. executive decision. The excellent. the poster that comes up now is different to the one that used to come up on the Google search. So the one that comes up now is kind of looks okay in a nice font. But the old poster that used to come up, I think I have to show it to you. I'm going to share my screen because Hayden Christensen looks about 45 years old in it. You might have seen it before. I,
0: I think I've seen the original one, yeah, but show it to me. Show it to me again.
1: Uh, you can present a Chrome tab.
0: Yeah, that's the one where he's wearing that t- that yeah. really baggy T-shirt. And like... it says
1: Vince's pizza, and he looks like Vince Vaughn. I don't know if that's intentional. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, yeah. It, should have, it was originally going to be Vince Vaughn in the role. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that is... Oh, God. I'm so excited to finally watch this this potential shit piece. I am actually quite stoked to watch this. I'm, I think it does I'm look excited. like a potential shit piece, doesn't I'm it? I'm excited for this nonsense. Bring it on.
1: I'm really uh, stoked.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Oh,
1: we do have fun, don't we?
0: We do, we do. Um, yeah. But okay. yeah, the,
1: the holidays are coming. It'll be it'll be upon us soon. So, um, you know, it'll be it'll be a Christmas Prince 4, which actually doesn't exist. Sadly, we'll we'll find some other. we we'll Yeah, watch.
0: I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that comes up.
1: But yeah, a couple more other weeks of random nonsense before we get there. But it's okay to listen to Christmas songs now if you want, as we said last week.
0: Yes, yeah, get on it. It's been a bad year. If you want to (laughs) embrace Christmas, just do it.
1: Yeah, do it. Enjoy your holidays. Happy holidays, one and all.
0: Yes, yeah, and uh, enjoy your time in the holiday season.
1: Yeah, and if you do have a a holiday, we, we won't judge you.
0: No, no, I'll be asking why it's not one of us, but apart from that.
1: Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) If you want to get in touch with us and tell us why it's not one of us, you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can email us BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. Would you do a holiday? Which holiday would be your favorite? Would you like to spend Father's Day with someone? What about Labor Day? Or what other ones are there? What other good holidays? Love Day. St. George's Day.
1: St. George's Day. Now that would be one <laughs> Nigel for, starring Nigel Farage.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God, can you imagine? It's a good job Gary Marshall's dead so he can't make that film, St. George's Day.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Oh.
1: That'd be the worst film ever.
0: It would. Let's make it.
1: Let's make it. We'll do it. Does Nigel Farage, and uh, yeah, a whole re- re- revolving door cast of every British actor ever is in it somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, they all date Nigel Farage for five minutes on St. George's Day. Yeah, <laughs> <they're> Spe- <laughs> it's side. like
1: speed dating in a pub with Nigel Farage.
0: <laughs> You've got to slay the dragon, the dragon of my unrequited love. <laughs>
1: There's unrequited love. For a pint and some racism, those staples <laughs> of British culture.
0: Exactly. Oh dear. Well,
1: that's that's a very, very good idea. We've got some good ideas out of this one.
0: Oh yeah, we do.
1: Definitely less weird than our fruit romance one from last week. <laughs> was it the week before? Isn't I don't even know what week it is anymore.
0: <laughs> Isn't it romango? That's what
1: it is. Isn't it romango? That's yeah. the one. It was only last week. <laughs> All right, oh. well, there we go. Thank you a lot for listening. We really, really do hope that you enjoy what we do and that you like the show and that it you know helps you in these strange times. We do it for you.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: And um. we'll be back next week to talk about Little Italy.
0: Alrighty. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Holidays
0: are coming, Holidays are coming
2: Holidays are coming, holidays are coming, holidays are coming Tis the season, watch out